Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Good afternoon. I'm still ticked that I missed the Doobie Brother concert the other night. Debbie, are you listening? (laughs) Oh, well. I won't beat a dead horse. Because I'll get beat when I get home. So, we'll skip that one. (laughs) What a great concert, though. I'm sure it was. You were with me. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, Taylor's here with me today. Yes. Yes. Hi. (laughs) You were with me. We we went to the last one. That was a great concert. Great concert. It really was. Don Felder. Mm -hmm. You got a mini Eagles concert and the whole thing. That wasn't that one I, I tried to get in through the handicap thing because I had my knee surgery. <laughs> I don't know about that or not. I don't remember that part. That's all I remember, basically. Oh, <laughs> oh come on now. You remember the music. Heavy metal, Don Felder, oh, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> welcome to another Saturday on Woods and Water, South Carolina. Taylor's with me. We're gonna. Mm-hmm. She uh, she's got some stuff she wants to talk about today. Some archery good stuff. This yeah. is this is good. This is good nasp. Stuff. Good nasp stuff. Yes, we're we're an archery family. Uh, and then I've got a few things too. I've got a few things in the calendar. Got a few other things uh, in the outdoors. But hey, we're live. And if you want to call in, hey, bring it on. Eight seven seven two three five ninety four zero five. Paul said he's ready for anything over there. <laughs> Except for the occasional hand grenade that comes through the window. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, if you've got something you want to talk about, call us. We'll do our best to, to, uh, help you out or to listen to what's going on. There's a lot going on in the outdoors. It's all good. Deer season. Yeah, we're not having too good a deer season around here. Well, we've only been twice. I've been more than that. Well, don't rub it in my face then. I have to, I have to confess here. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sitting in the stand Thursday morning, okay? I did take a couple of days this week and and checked out of life for a, a little bit. But uh, anyway, I wasn't too confident of seeing anything. And it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I should have been already down. I had planned to get down about 930, but I was sitting in the stand. It was kind of comfortable, and the sun was up now. And I was actually had tuned into Bass Live to see what was happening down on the... <laughs> The classic bracket on LJ in LJ, Georgia. And, I, you know, I was just sitting there. And, of course, you're in here, your attention's on your phone. And I heard something to my right and checked over. And, like, 30 yards is like a six-point. <laughs> now, granted, I, I, I couldn't get around him. He was to my right. If you've ever bow hunted and you're right-handed, that's a shot you just don't get to make. Number one, you know, I'm, I'm tethered to the tree. So when I turn and try to get away from the tree, my body away from the tree, the tether yanks me back towards the tree. And then when you try to draw with your right, your right elbow hits the tree. So I'm, and he's, I only got about 30 yards between when I first see him to when he's passed out of range. And if really, if it hadn't, if he hadn't, I don't know what he tripped over, but he made some kind of noise because all I could see was his antlers over top of the broom straw. And, um, so 
I'm frantically loosening the strap around the tree, trying to get enough so I can get around and turn on him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for not paying attention. So that's yeah, that's my. You can't say anything about me. I mean, no, I can't. Uh huh. I'll admit that. Uh huh. So I'm glad you do. Well, I can from now on though, because I have learned my lesson. So therefore, uh, yes, no, no. Yeah, I no. can say whatever I want to you. I'm your daddy. No. <laughs> For whatever good that does. You guys with you get you guys, you dads out there with, with stubborn kids know exactly what I'm talking about. Typical teenager. Yes. Typical teenager. Thank you, Paul. Paul's got one. He knows what it's like. I have well, I have one teenager yes. and one that's twenty, so yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I have a twenty one year old getting married and then this one. This one. This one. This one. That being you. Okay. So well. anyway, we have some things. But if you want to tune in, that's that's fine too. It's uh, it's always fun to talk to people on the phone. Anyway, uh, the weather's good and hiking is out there. You need to get going, at least making plans, because I think the leaves are just going to turn and fall off this year. I don't think they're going to hang on very long. With the the weather just just wasn't good to the leaf season. Uh, but yeah, make your plans. But yeah, we got to get back on deer stand. We really do. This is bad. <laughs> I did see three more does Saturday uh, Thursday evening. See, you're just now telling me this? Yeah, because I didn't want you upset uh-huh. while I was gone. Wise decision. <clears throat> yes. And, uh, but they came in. I was sitting in, it was raining, literally raining acorns around me. The squirrels are gone. I haven't seen squirrels much this year, but I found them now. I found the mother load <laughs> of squirrels. They were everywhere. So I'm, I'm kind of paying attention to the squirrels, and I got some chipmunks. There's a, there's a bumper crop of chipmunks out there this year, too, in case you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> And I actually had four coons come into the stand this week. Is this what this you do Thursday when you evening. when you don't see any deer? You just kind of well, you look for anything else. Sure. <laughs> so, so I did. I'm sitting there looking, and I was like, "Gosh, that's that's a horizontal line with a dark blob below it," and the light just kind of comes on. And, hey, that's a deer. So there were three does, and they were feeding on another oak tree about 75 yards away, and <laughs> nothing I could do. 25 feet up in a tree, at least. I think the tether, the tether line on my, uh, uh, the lifeline, the hunter mm-hmm. safety system lifeline, I think it's 30 feet long and it was not touching the ground. Okay then. So I was up there. <clears throat> I like to get way up there. Way up there. I don't bounce anymore. So when I hit the ground, I don't, <laughs> I don't worry about it. But that's why, that's why I stay attached to the tree with a lifeline. Mm-hmm. So I want to be safe. That's why you and I sit on the ground because I don't have a stand set up for you yet. <laughs> Yet? Yeah. Yeah, that means there's one coming. Well, there's two in the equipment shed. We just didn't put stands up this year. Shame. It is a shame. That's what happens <clears> when you get busy. Then when you lose the helper. Of course, you and I put, the, you and I put up the first one. We did. That was quite a show. <laughs> the two of us, a uh, 15-foot ladder, two-man ladder stand and the tractor. <laughs> and a boom. I thought we were going to get killed. Oh, that was risky. I kept you from doing anything dumb, though. We got it figured out, though. We did. Kind of by chance. I didn't. It wasn't what I wanted to happen, but yeah, we got it up there. I want a tractor with a bucket on the front, (laughs) set of forks, something. This is why I go do this stuff with you to keep you from killing yourself. Oh no. Oh yeah. You should have been with me when I put up the don't don't take telephone line across the streets field. No. <clears throat> That's a good one. Using the roll bar on the tractor to leverage a 
30-foot cedar log into a post hole that I dug. I think you... I did I, two I of think, them that way. I think you think you're the daredevil of no, the family. I just have a plan, and I'm going to carry through with the plan. Roger Metz, everybody, that takes the risks <laughs> and surprisingly has not killed himself yet. Come close. Mm-hmm. Many times. <clears throat> <clears throat> you done? Mm, we'll see. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> Welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I can't believe I'm just getting there. Like a minute left in the segment. But anyway, we have a good time. We have a good time. Taylor and I really do like each other. We survived, what, 11 days in Alaska? Yeah. In an RV. That was impressive. It was. I think your mom was really worried that one of us wasn't coming back. I think she was, too. <laughs> you realize who wouldn't have come back, right? You. No. I have already realized that, Dad. No. I realized that before we ever went on the trip. You would trail. not have come back. I would have come back. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, I would have. No. I'd have mm-hmm. fed you. I'd have fed you to the one of the bears that we saw along the way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fun trip. Mm-hmm. For sure. <clears throat> I say, I say, this time I leave you in Alaska. I'll stay. You don't have to ask me twice. I wasn't saying living or mm-hmm. you know. You know, I didn't. I didn't specify that. No. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Gosh, I hope the show gets better going forward. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this is what it's like around my house all the time. But anyway, we do have some outdoor stuff mm-hmm. to get to. We got some NASP, got a calendar events, got a few other stories, uh, news items that are coming up, and uh, whatever else we want to give our opinion on. So hang on through the break. Back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina, with Taylor on the other side. You realize your grandmother's listening today, right? Sorry, Grandmama. I love you. <laughs> We're going to get a phone call. We'll get off the air. You two be nice to each other. That's what's coming. Yes, my mom knows us too well. Okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, there's a lot going on. And, and whether it's, you know, hiking, camping, whatever, there's a lot of other stuff going on too. And sometimes we just, we like to talk about some of the other stuff. So the calendar this week brought to you by Visit Anderson and Green Pond Landing and Event Center. Yeah, they just finished up the American Fishing Tournament there with, with uh, American Bass Anglers mm-hmm. Friday. That's the tournament Andy Wicker won back in 2015. So, anyway, if you're in Greenville, surrounding area, upstate, wherever in the state, you know the Collings Foundation is the Greenville Downtown Airport, which we're going to after we leave the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Collins Foundation, the Wings of Freedom Tour, comes around every year in October. And with them, they bring the B-17 Flying Fortress 909, the B-24 Liberator Witchcraft, the B-25 Mitchell Tondaleo, and the P-51 Mustang Two Loose Nuts. Mm, my favorite. Yeah. Hit the Merlin music. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, they're going to be at Greenville Downtown Airport um, today. They flew in yesterday, but, of course, it was raining. And they'll be there today, and they'll be there tomorrow, and they'll leave out sometime Monday. So it's uh, if you see some um, more two planes flying around Greenville, I think well, they take those 
those rides they go up towards the uh, Paris Mountain and up above Traveler's Rest. And you can take a ride. Let's see. Let's see. Flights on the B-17, B-24 are four fifty a person. B-25 flights are $400 a person. And uh, <laughs> the P-51 it's $2,200 for a half an hour and $3,200 for a full hour. But wow. I guarantee you it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be so worth it. But anyway, Collins Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit educational foundation devoted to organizing living history events, allow people to learn more about the heritage and history through direct participation. 29th year on the Wings of Freedom Tour, and it's an average of 110 cities in 35 states annually. So head out to Greenville Downtown Airport and uh, check out some some history sitting there on the ramp there down there near the Runway Cafe. And uh, you can take the kids, let them play around. They'll be taking off sometimes, coming in. And uh, Monday will be the best month, morning to watch them because you always uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry for all you people that will be at work and all. Yep. I'll be out there waiting for them to leave <clears throat> because we always get a low pass from two loose nuts. And that's fun. And I'll be at school. And you'll be at school, where you should be. <clears throat> when oh, you get my age, okay. you can play. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <laughs> it's been a time, a little bit since we've done some foodie stuff. So Pig on the Ridge, uh, November 2nd, 3rd, Ridgeway, South Carolina. That's east of Winsboro, off uh, Interstate 77. Cute little crossroads town, a little Main Street. Uh, it's over there, actually, where uh, Bird Dog Revival takes place every year. So that's a cool thing to go to. But anyway, Pig on the Ridge, they have Friday from 6.30 to 8.30 is no pigs allowed, which means they got to do something else other than pork. And you can get tickets to sample it. they got kids' activities, craft sales. they got a street party, shag dancing till 10 o'clock. I bet it goes longer than that. Um, street <laughs> uh, party. Street party. I say we go. No, we're not. Uh-huh. Uh, and then on Saturday, you got the barbecue event. Saturday. Yes, got the barbecue event going on Saturday. With the judges, at 9 o'clock, they, uh, whatever's left over gets sold off. So if you want some good barbecue from a lot of different barbecue uh, teams, then uh, that's where you need to be. They had a classic car display, a hog calling contest. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Pig on a Ridge, Ridgeway, South Carolina, November 2nd and 3rd. Fall Youth Pioneer Day, Saturday, November 3rd, 10 to 2. It's the Cross Chapter Wildlife Action Resource Education Center. In Cross, South Carolina, and uh, get out there from 10 a.m. to 2. They got archery, target shooting, nature hike, canoe and kayaking. It's free, and everyone is welcome. So put that down next Saturday. Well, yeah, it's next Saturday, 10 to 2, in Cross, South Carolina. Cannon, South Carolina, it's time again for the uh, 2019 Revolutionary War Field Days, November 3rd and 4th, and it's going to be held right there in downtown Camden. And the schedule... It's just packed as everything. They got, uh, oh, Patriot Games competition, artillery demonstration, flint napping. That's pretty cool, flint napping. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, Battle of Kings Mountain talk. Uh, a lot of uh, educational talks about the loyalist response to the French involvement in the Revolutionary War. Uh, Fife and Drum Corps performance. They got a battle reenactment at one thirty. And then some different stuff going on. I think I even got a court-martial here, 3.30 to 4.00. I sat in a court-martial one time at, at Williamsburg, Virginia. Got picked to be on the jury. I hung the guy. Oh, <laughs> that explains a lot. It does. Pretty cut and dry as far as I'm concerned. Sunday, uh, they're going to have a church service from 10 to 11. Uh, and then 
pretty much the same thing on Sunday. So if you get a chance, Cannes is a is a nice drive, uh, especially if you go on some back roads. Could be for you. Uh, the Columbia chapter of the South Carolina Waterfowl Association is having their uh, conservation dinner Thursday, November the 8th at the Columbia Armory, 6 o'clock. That's at on 1225 Bluff Road. That's got to be just down from Jeffrey Archery mm-hmm. on Bluff Road or maybe up from Bluff from Jeffrey. So if you get a little bit of time, go in and, and go to Jeffrey Archery. our pro shop. The good, good place to go for all your archery needs. And, uh, and Tom's still making those recurves and longbows by hand. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Anyway, so, of course, they got raffles. Uh, money raised will go to SCWA's Education and Habitat Programs. And entry includes food and drinks. So, South Carolina Waterfowl, Columbia Chapter Conservation Dinner, November the 8th, 6 o'clock. What is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Mm, yeah, we'll get to that later. Let's see. Where's the one I really wanted to get to? Wow, you're picky. Well, no, there was one in here, and it's not in my stuff. And I wonder what happened to it. Oh, well. Eastover, South Carolina, come join us for our fall celebration. Uh, Saturday, November 10th from 11 to 3. They got lunch provided by Capital City Catering. They got a low country boil. Yes, dessert, peach cobbler. Uh, falconry, Falconry demonstrations. Pretty cool. Nature hike. Bring your own bike. There'll be a designated area for those who want to bring a bike to explore parts of Wavering Place. Enjoy riding, walking the one-mile scenic loop on the property. Participants must bring a helmet and sign a waiver. Retriever demos by Palmetto Gun Dogs, Interactive Wildlife and Urban Wildlife Program, presented by the South Carolina Wildlife Center. Camp Discovery will be there. Uh, and after lunch, face painting by Palmetto Party Faces and snowballs from Pelican Snowballs and more. Hope you make it again. That is the fall celebration Saturday, November the 10th. 11 to 3 in Eastover, South Carolina. And I forget the name of the organization that's doing this. Eh. Because I didn't print off with the first page. Oh, well. Con- uh, Congaree Land Trust. There we go. Uh, it's out there. We know it's out there. All right. Uh, big news. Uh, there's still continuing to be big news on the professional fishing mm-hmm. levels. What are your thoughts? I mean, we got we got a couple minutes. What do you think about all the upheaval? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> I think it's very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Very. I think I think some big changes are coming. Well, I they're think, already here. Well, I know, but still, like, they're more coming. They're more coming. The truth, there is. I don't know. It's hard to explain. She's upset. She won't get to see Casey. Well, yeah. As much. At least we got we got we got to like keep up with him. So. Oh, we will. We will. I'm, I plan to go to some of the the BPT stuff. Mm-hmm. We just got to see what falls and what I, I was looking at the schedule this morning and and some of the dates are right on top of other dates so don't know how much we'll be able to get to but anyway the latest was we had we thought we had everybody set FLW with 150 uh, the Elite Series was going to be 70 and the BPT Tour was 80 and of course they got jumbled a little bit because JT Kenny who came from the FLW to the Bass Pro Tour. Decided he was going to be the color man. Mm-hmm. So he now moved from the tour to the commentator's booth. And I'm trying to think what happened to one other competitor. Uh, oh, Gary Klaus, the owner of Phoenix Boats, decided he wanted to fish the Elite Series. So he went to the Elite Series. So 
invitations went out to, I know, several people that got them. Uh, Anthony Gagliardi is leaving the FL Tour, W Tour. He was going to be on the Elite Series when he got a call from MLF. He uh, <laughs> said he was sick to his stomach for two days. So we talked, and we, he made a decision. He's going to be on the BPT Tour this year for the next three years, actually. So he's committed to that. And then Jeff Sprague from uh, Texas went from the FLW to the BBT Tour. So now they've got 80, 70 as far as I know on the Elite Series. Uh, there's some rumblings they may add a little bit to that. Uh, but, yeah, so it's still a little bit of – still don't know much about BPT. I mean, there's a lot of – there's – once the MLF is behind it, but it's called the Bass Pro Tour. Um, still don't know what's – a lot of what's going to happen. Then you got you got three guys that are all leaving the Elite Series to go to the Bass Pro Tour, who just qualified down at LJ Georgia in the Classic bracket to fish the Classic. Chris Lane, Adrian Avina, and Gerald Swindle. <laughs> the G Man. The G Man Gerald. Going to miss seeing him on the weigh-in stage. Yep. He his uh, his uh, little rant down there at. Winya Bay about the different rivers, just hilarious. <laughs> just hilarious. Holy smoke. Uh, so, yeah, there's still a lot of things going on there. And and that stuff will uh, will iron itself out over the next, actually, the next couple of months. they gotta, they got to get some dates to us. I think they got dates. We don't know where they're going yet. But the elites will be here at, uh, in Green Pond in April. So, I'm so excited. Some of the new elites, Patrick Walters. Who has been on the show a lot is uh, accepted an invitation to be on the Elite Series. You knew he was going. He's triple qualified through the Opens to fish the championship, so you knew he was going to get it. And he that's, he he told you up front he that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He's always wanted to be on the Elite Series, so he's going. I pulled a few FLW guys are going to be on there. Matt Airy is actually going to be on the Elite Series. Well, happy for that. That bunch. FLW is losing some good good quality, but you know, David Dudley's staying, Brian Thrift staying. They're gonna still have some good guys over there fishing too. So it's gonna be an interesting year on the uh twenty nineteen with the professional bass fishing. <laughs> All right, coming back, we're gonna talk about the National Archery School program. It's another season. Ready? Oh, so ready. All right. More with Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Broken hearted. There's a lot of broken hearted fans in Tallahassee because Clemson's losing like all get out. You mean Tallahassee is losing? Not Tallahassee. They're in Tallahassee. Oh. They're playing for state. Oh my gosh. Uh, <clears throat> she's blonde. I am a blonde, and it's gotten worse. Y'all just need to bear with me and pray for me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, I know all you Clemson fans just had a heart attack. No, they're what, was it 59 to 3? Was that it? Yeah, 59 to 3, I think is what I it guess is. I should turn my mic on. I think that was it. I'll check it and let you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. All right. It, this, is, this is your time. Mm-hmm. Why is it your time of the year? 
Well, because archery season's here, finally. Yes. And we start to travel. Mm-hmm. Get that money ready, Daddy. Oh, yeah. As long <laughs> as you shoot well. And you've been shooting good from practices this year. Yeah, I have. I've improved a lot. I think it was that whole summer break thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a little better perspective on things? Just a little bit, but it's kind of hard to get back into shape. <laughs> well, that's what you're all doing right now. Right? Oh, believe me, I know. Yeah, you're not. I feel it. How many years have you been shooting NASP now? Five. Started shooting before you could really be on the team. Yep. Which is really cool. All right, take it away. Well, so, <clears throat> here we go. You, um, <clears throat> your very own Roger Metz comes into the kitchen and says, what you got planned for the show tomorrow, Taylor? You want to be on the show, you better come up with some stuff. So, I figured, hey, it's the beginning of archery season. We'll do a little information overload about NASP. So, bear with me. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, NASP put out this thing on Facebook, and I thought it was pretty cool. It says, the archery way, competing with honesty and integrity. It says, as archers, we strive to shoot our best while competing with integrity, honesty, um, and honesty. Honesty is an, ex- is an, ex- an expectation, sportsmanship, and composure. We encourage others and understand our responsibility to self-officiate and protect the field with an overall goal of bringing the archery way into everyday life. And I think that's so true because what I take away from practice or competitions is, I mean, archery is all about discipline and focus. And I think you can use that every day, like it said. Don't you agree, Dad? (laughs) And I'm matured, right? Still have some, still have a way to go. I don't see how you do schoolwork <laughs> watching WWE, but that's okay. Oh, okay. That's just like a, that's just, that's just, no. <laughs> that's okay. how I get my anger out. Your anger <clears throat> out. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, archery. New yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more kids involved in the hurricanes than ever before. Wow. <laughs> you have a full elementary team now. Yep. Full elementary team. Middle school team. High school team. Whew. <laughs> As you can imagine, practices are so much fun. Very they loud. They are. <laughs> How many teams are in South Carolina now? Well, there are 234 teams in South Carolina. And a mem- minimum of 12 kids per team, mm-hmm. four of which have to be girls, I think. Yes. So you have to have some diversity on the team. And that's, that's like 3,000 kids just mm-hmm. at a minimum. Yep. It's it's impressive the 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 program has really grown I think because a lot of kids are I mean they're not your typical football players or basketball players and so I feel like this sport can kind of fit can kind of fit every person that can't do you know your typical basketball and cheerleading or whatever so I think that's why it's really grown and it it really does have an effect on just your life in general and so I think I think it's a great sport it is mm-hmm. Tuck you down off the wall every once in a while. Yeah. Because uh-huh. you're competitive. I really am. You are. It's kind of bad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, take us through. Hey, archery, okay, it's not just punching holes in paper with an arrow. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. <laughs> well, the goal is to get all in the center. The ten ring. Yes. But, you know. But that's, that's part of it. There's a lot more to it. There is. Like what? Well... <laughs> 
it's a lot of getting in shape, a lot of patience, a lot of, oh, man, I screwed this shot up, but, hey, I've got three more arrows or four more arrows, so you just got to focus on that one. That's where the discipline comes in. You have to tell yourself, why are you going back to this bad shot? It's just going to screw you up the rest of the tournament. And I feel like that's where I struggled a lot last year. I was bringing myself down over one arrow, and it didn't do me too good. (laughs) So this year is kind of like my saving grace. I'm like, here we go. New season. New me. New you. Woo. (laughs) All right, getting in shape. And we talk about this a lot because you do your exercise around the house (laughs) and all. But what are some of the things? Because... Because conditioning in any sport is a big deal. It is. And y'all are shooting 40 arrows at a minimum mm-hmm. in any tournament, maybe more. Yep. So what are some of the things y'all do? Well, I mean, the, I think the most important is your arm strength. And that's where, you know, if you buy stretch bands at Walmart, you do bicep curls or lateral lifts. And that's just working your biceps and triceps. And then, I mean, you got to focus on your core, too. So, flutter kicks, six-inch hold, push-ups are a big thing. <laughs> Even though I hate them, i got to do them. <laughs> but it's just it's a lot of upper body strength. And then that's where, after you've got the strength down, muscle memory is where you have. It's, that's where it all is, is like a robot every time. you got to do the same thing every time. So, there's a lot more than just, you know, splitting holes in paper. <laughs> Did you see my target from this weekend? I did see your target. I'm very proud. And that's with sights. Yeah, I can. People don't I realize can beat you so bad I without sights. People don't realize this when we talk about the National Archery and School Program. They're shooting a bow with a maximum draw weight of 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. You're shooting a standard aluminum arrow. I mean, the bows yep. are the same. Everybody's shooting the same bow. Everybody's shooting the same Eastern aluminum arrow. Mm-hmm. But you don't have sights. No sights. So how do you aim? Well, I mean, depending on, you know, it has to be your left eye or right eye dominant. You know, you got to figure that out first. And then you pick, I mean, we have sight windows on our bows, and a lot of people use that. For me personally, I'm an instinctive shooter, so I use the tip of the arrow to aim. And that's a li- it's a little harder, I will say that, because the arrow is not always stable. Um, so sometimes, you know, people will use sight window, tip of the arrow, arrow rest, there's, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. <laughs> so. And y'all do it. What? And y'all do it. Oh, yeah, we do. And most of, most of the time it works out. <laughs> y'all, uh, last year in competition, y'all, the high school team at least, mm-hmm. was what, first in the state? First in the state and seventh in the world. Seventh in the world. And, and one thing that's been growing in this, it, it's been since she started doing this, has been a lot of practices. Two days a week, two nights a week, practice for three hours or so. Sometimes Saturdays. Sometimes Saturdays leading up into a tournament hall. But what's become more popular over the last couple of years, or at least last year that I've noticed, is little in-house tournaments. Mm-hmm. Little friendly games. So much fun. And y'all have one next Saturday. We do. We are having actually two teams from North Carolina. And the rest are coming from, um, you know, around Anderson, um, Greenwood and all that. So they're coming from a little ways away. Three teams total coming. I think it, I don't remember exactly. I think it was seven teams maybe. I know we're supposed to have like 200 kids. It's pretty so. impressive. We're, uh, travel schedule this year, where are all we headed? Well, let's see. <clears throat> so the first competition is, of course, the regionals in 
Anderson, South Carolina. That's February the 12th through the 13th. That's a fun tournament. Yeah. It's a fun one. And you have, at that tournament, you have Bullseye and IBO spread over the two, the two days. And IBO is 3D now that you're not shooting at square <laughs> targets anymore. You're shooting at coyotes, coyotes deer. and turkeys, deer, doll sheep. I want to do it again this okay. year. Okay. All right. Um, and then you've got March, which is, it's the 26th through 28th is the NAS state championship in Sumter. Okay. Oh, it's going to be hot again this year. That's okay. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> okay. The 26th, the elementary shoot, the elementary division shoots IBO and bullseye. 27th, high school shoots IBO and bullseye. And then the 28th is the middle school division. So. Cool. We're going to have some fun. Got a couple more tournaments on the other side of the break. We'll get to the, the big tournaments <laughs> that happen outside of South Carolina. And I got a couple of stories we'll finish up the show with. Hang on through the break. More Woods and Water, South Carolina on the way. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Now, you can, if you want to know what the NAS program is about, you can actually come observe the regionals the states if you if you go to the south Carolina department of revenue south, oh, going back to tax time here <laughs> south south carolina department of natural resources yikes glad when i don't get that mixed up anymore uh the south the the archery and school program uh you can find a list of schools you know tap into some of those practices and all if you want to go see what it's all about uh, you need to contact the coaches, of course, where you just show up. But you can come and observe. It's, it's a great program. Uh, and they have regional. The regionals are held throughout the state. We just mm-hmm. have ours in Anderson. Yeah. And then we go we go travel again. Oh, fun times. It, you're going to tell me I have to go back to Louisville, right? Sadly, yes. Oh, gosh. I don't want to go there any more than you do. I'm going to be there in January. That stinks for you. Archery Trade Association. Mm-hmm. That's your choice, though. It is. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Louisville win. Louisville is May 9th through the 11th. Okay, and that's what What tournament is that? That's our national tournament. Okay, then what? Well, if. <laughs> now, do we still have two nationals? We have an Eastern and a yeah, Western. They, they split up the Eastern and Western. So if you're, you know, West, you go, I think it's. Salt Lake City? Yes, yeah. Salt Lake City. And okay. then for the Eastern, it's Kentucky. Because they had like 14,000 kids trying yeah. to shoot at Louisville last year. So that they, was sad. So they split it up. <laughs> That's a lot of kids to run through. It really is. What, 10, 20, 30, 60, 80 arrows at the oh. time. So. Whew. All right, go ahead. Where else after that? Well, after that, what we normally used to call World is now known as the Open and Championships. Okay. And that's July 25th through the 27th in Nashville, Tennessee. Woo! And you think you're going? Yeah. <laughs> She's confident. I'll I, give her I that. Am, I am confident. I hope. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Nashville's okay. It's Nashville's better than Orlando. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Orlando in July is brutal. I don't know how we made that trip. <laughs> that's a brutal time to be traveling to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, well, at least the pool was uh, nice. That's true. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, next Saturday's tournament going to start it off right. Yep. First first competition of the season. She's excited. And that's what you get. I mean, I've seen it. You know, that 
getting ready to talk to you talks about the trans transformation of kids when they're involved in a team sport and it's happened i watched you do it mm-hmm. you are even though you still have a ways to go you are a lot more focused than you used to be wow a lot more dedicated that was a mixed message there no it wasn't it was very straightforward you are a mess <laughs> and then you started shooting this that's nice to know that i was a mess you were 10 years old i'm sorry for anybody that knew me when i was a mess <laughs> yeah they're sorry too Oh, me. Yes, we love each other. Mm-hmm. We love each other. For do I sure. need to step in? <laughs> <laughs> Please do. No, we're good. There's about a, I got, I got, I got, uh, arm reach on her. <laughs> well, here's a good one for you. This is, this is, I, and I'm not getting much of what I had, but here, here's something that you, we just did in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And this is a good one <laughs> by, uh, Todd Toner. So you want to be a great trout fisherman. Are you ready for this one now? You're going to be my color person on this one. First things first, if you're a brand new fly fisherman, you might want to hold off on this piece. This is for folks who are already decent anglers and who are willing to do everything possible to take things to the next level. If that describes you, if you're willing to put up the time, here's the blueprint. What do you do with it? It's completely up to you. You ready for this? C stands for casting. It's not enough to be a decent caster. You need to be excellent. So practice. Practice at home, neighborhood park, local pond, or anywhere you sneak in half an hour of casting on a regular basis. This is something you and I fail. Mm-hmm. Somehow we had a good time in Alaska, though. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. Nope. That's a good thing. And and frankly, some of the pictures with your back cast and all, line rolling out just like it should have. And you were throwing. That still needs some work, though. Yeah, but you were throwing weighted flies. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like you're the line. You get, you get that jerk on the end from the weight. And you, some of those big old leech flies. Oh, four, so much Four fun. inches long. All right. Don't just practice the easy stuff. You need to do it all. Reach cast, curve cast, puddle cast, double hauls. Vary your distance. You were double hauling. I was. Yeah. I'm new, at, I'm you, new at fly fishing. I taught you how to double so. haul, and you were doing pretty good. Okay. Well, I, I, I wish I had a video of that, that sockeye salmon you got tied into. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. If y'all ever get a chance to go sockeye salmon fishing, do it. Do it. You will get normal Any without. kind of salmon fishing. Oh, so much fun. All right. So anyway, casting. C also stands for close. Honestly, it doesn't take much talent to be a parking lot caster. Um, you need to get into your head. You're casting close and fishing close are vital if you want to take things to the next level. Unless you're fishing with binoculars strapped to your face, you're going to see more fish and catch more fish at 30 feet than when you're at 70. Got that? Uh, Got that one? T is for time. There's no substitute for time on the water. None. You can fish 10 days a year and be an adequate angler. If you want to be great, though, you're looking at a minimum of 50 days with 100 being way better, 200 being better yet. You ever see your fish? You ever see yourself fishing more than fly fishing more than 50 days a year? Fly fishing? Fly fishing. Mm. (laughs) Okay. We'll let that one go. Yeah. B stands for banking. This is the one that, that's fun. This is the one I think sums up a lot of fly fishing. Plop your butt down on the bank and spend a fair amount of your time looking at the water right in front of you. Here's the secret. There's one step that everyone thinks they can skip. Here's another secret. The really incredible anglers out there realize that observation and awareness are the single most important skill you can possess on a trout stream. So until you train yourself to observe what's happening around you while you walk, wait, or cast, 
you should sit down on the bank and pay attention to what's happening in your immediate vicinity. Ten minutes at a minimum, half an hour is better. That's the part I think a lot of people miss in trout fishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta you got to eliminate water. you got to look for risers. You know, we that those sockeye in Alaska were in a stream. I mean, the Russian mm-hmm. River at the Kenai Confluence is pretty wide, but those fish concentrated down to where they were touching each other swimming upstream. Mm-hmm. And once you figured that out, once you could, and it took you a little while to, to see them, but once you figured that out, every time you went in there, there was another one. It was pretty cool how your eyes adjust. You know what you're looking for. And then you're like, oh, there's a lot more than I thought there was. And that's all part of being on the bank. V is for visualization. I'm assuming that is a decent angler. You already know what you need to do to catch a particular fish. Now visualize that happening. I can't can't see see it, can you? (laughs) (laughs) Before you make a cast, you should know what that cast needs to look like. Same with the drift, the swing, or the strip. You should always anticipate the strike so that you're ready to react when it happens. And if it doesn't come, then you have to be able to reset and focus your undivided attention on the next cast. That one right there will apply to any kind of fishing. Because you're, you know, with a, with fly fishing, a lot of times you're fishing on top, dry flies, you know, sometimes it's nymph and streamers on the bottom and all. But, yeah, you're you're visualizing that strike. And, I, and bass fishing, I think back to top water plugs, you throw in a whopper plopper. That bass blew up on you, you squeal like a girl. Well, I was, it, that's not going away anytime soon, is it? No, it's not. I was not expecting it. <laughs> you weren't. You, were, you wanted to catch a fish, that. but you were not ready for it. Yeah, but, but still. I mean, it, it literally, it, it, I don't, I'm not even going to explain it because it's just it not going to go away. It's not. Mm-hmm. But that can work in most any of S stands for stop sign. Flashing red light, do not pass, go, do not collect $200. <laughs> You'll notice I mentioned undivided attention up above. That, my friends, is hugely important. The best anglers possess a single-mindedness that approaches mindlessness. There are no... Ex- Extraneous thoughts, nothing intrudes. There's no job, there's no spouse or kids or paramour. There's no concerns for the next college football game or your next meal or the fact that your boss doesn't pay you enough or that your car needs new brakes. My apologies, but if you can't put all that other stuff aside and focus on your fishing with a singular intensity, then you will never be a great angler. Absolute attention and focus are prerequisites. Anything less is a real deal breaker, unless you are fishing with bears. You had best be aware that there are bears. Bear aware. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, as far as I'm concerned, in fly fishing, that is one of the things about it. It's you, the stream, and that trout. I can forget most anything else and and just be there. G is for generalist. Maybe you want to be a great dry fly angler, or perhaps you can't wait to be a stud nymph fisherman. Doesn't matter. You need to know it all. That's the only way they know the picture will ever become complete, and it's the only way you'll ever figure out which styles of fishing you really, truly enjoy, which means you need to dead drift dry flies of all shapes and sizes, skate them and dead drift nymphs and swing nymphs and wet flies and fish streamers fast and slow. An ace fly fisherman can tuck a hopper up against the bank at 80 feet, then swing a soft tackle as the hatch gets going, then fish PMDs to rising rainbows at 30 feet, then high stick a marabou streamer through a boulder garden as the sun drops and the big browns come out to hunt. You don't have to love it all, but you need to have to know it all. I, I took away nothing from what you just said. Cause it was but so you did a lot of that. Okay. Between the big streamers for salmon all the way to the little graylings. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the, the nymphs we used up in North Carolina oh, on the green. Fine. So, yeah, you need to know it all before you know what you really enjoy. I'll admit it. I, I'm, I just started learning how to fly fish, so I'm still a little clueless about it. I'm going to skip T for T is for tie your own flies. I can't see that good. <laughs> Q is for questions. There are two specific ones you should ask yourself on a regular basis while you fish. The first is pretty simple. What am I seeing? Unfortunately, most folks are more or less oblivious to everything that's happening right in front of them. Mm-hmm. They fish by rote with a basic paint-by-numbers approach. Ask yourself what you're seeing and then follow up with, what is this telling me or what am I learning here? The water offers a million tells for anyone who pays attention. Your questions and your subsequent answers will point you towards the techniques and flies you need to use. E is for equipment. Your rod should bend. If your reel should turn, your line should float or sink. Find stuff you like, buy and use it in spite of the fact that great inspires Gear inspires a large amount of magazine ink, not to mention a fair amount of angling-based envy. It's relatively far down the list of what's really important in taking the next big step. L is the last thing, love. Love it. Love your time on the water. Love the fish you catch. Feel the passion. Revel in it. Recognize that you're blessed to spend time on the stream and that fishing for trout is about as cool a thing as you can do with waterproof pants on. Honestly, the more you love it, the better you'll get, and the better you get, the more you'll love it. Oh, and don't forget to fight the... Fight for your trout fishing. If you cherish the place you fish and the trout you target, then it's time to stand tall. Fight for our rivers and streams and vote for politicians who will protect our fisheries and leave something wonderful for future generations. It's the very least we can all do. You'd enjoy trout fishing, though. Mm-hmm. Why? Give me one thing. we got a minute left to go. One reason you like trout fishing. I think because it's, it's not just you're in constant motion. And you're out there with the river and it almost puts you to sleep. And it's so relaxing, and it's fun. It's fun when you get a trout on. It's fun when you get a salmon on, too. That's true. Or grayling. Or whatever. Or a bass. Hey, look, you can... Brim fishing is fun with the fly rod. hmm And that's far more prevalent around here than salmon. <laughs> so, match the hatch, as they say. But I, if you don't know how to trout fish, man, it's just a... It's a great thing. I, I should do more of it. I did a lot more of it years back now i'm just too doggone busy it's okay it'll come back around i'll get back in that sink of going and you're gonna have to keep taking me I'm telling you otherwise I, you're gonna be in trouble i don't have to take you anywhere yeah you do no i don't yeah you do i just have to pay for you for the next <clears throat> eight years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right thanks <laughs> enjoyed it mm-hmm. you too hey folks it's that time of the year. Make plans to get outside. Going to take some back roads this week. Y'all need to do it, too. Don't forget the camera because you never know when that picture of a lifetime is going to present itself. Back next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. I'm gone.